enemies. I've titled the message today, as we look at the topic of enemies, I've titled it, Why We Have Them. Enemies, why we have them. In my high school, early college years, I found out that someone that I respected and trusted opened a bank account in my name. They got my social security number, got my information, and opened a bank account. I'm grateful that I was able to find this out in my college years, and my credit was getting tanked already, but I was able to to get a handle on it and get it corrected uh, so that my credit would not be destroyed. Enemies. I had a, a close friend that I loved deeply who I would call a, a great friend that, that betrayed me and deceived me and lied to me and hurt me, hurt me deeply, majorly affected our relationship. Enemies. As I share some of my journey with enemies, I know you have yours as well. You have people that do not like you, that hate you. You have people that have lied on you. You have people that have tried to sabotage your life, your future, your career, your relationships. Enemies. And and the real question is this, why do we have them? Why do we have enemies? Why, Why are there people that dislike you? Why do certain people hate you? And then some of you would say this, Pastor, I actually try to do the right thing. I try to treat people right. And yet I've got people that do not like me, that hate my guts. I even even pray and and read my Bible and and, and come to church and and try to honor God and live for God. And and yet I have enemies. And pastor, if I'm honest, since I've become a Christian and start following Jesus, it seems like I've got more enemies now than I did back when I was in the world. Enemies. Where do they come from? Why do I have them? I, I thought as a Christian I wouldn't be dealing with so many enemies. And please let me say this to you. Becoming a Christ follower and following Jesus will not exempt you from enemies. Actually, the Bible says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Come on, all of our locations, everybody say, will be. We need to catch it. If you want to live a godly life, everyone who wants to live a godly life will be persecuted. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. But I tell you, love your enemies. Why does Jesus say that? Because you're going to have enemies. So he says, love them and pray for those who persecute you. Luke chapter 6 and verse 22 says, blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Now notice this. Let, Let me bring clarity. It says because people hate you, they hate you because of Jesus, not because you're a jerk. I thought I would clarify that because some of you are like, that's right, people don't like me and they insult me and they hate me and they do because you're a jerk. The Bible says because this ought to happen because of Jesus, not because of you. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 13 says, do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. You see, friends, it's not a matter of if you will have enemies. We will have enemies. Hear me today. God's word guarantees you and I will have enemies. Welcome to People's Church today. I know what you're thinking, Pastor, come on, man. 
Be more positive in church. Be more positive. Okay, I'm positive. You will have enemies in this world. I'm positive about it. You're going to have enemies. You have people that hate you, that do not like you, that are trying to sabotage your life. And today, I want to begin our series by helping you understand why we have enemies. Why we have enemies. I want you to really get a hold of this because I think as we look, on, look further today in the message and, and, and further in the, further week, in the, in the weeks to come, we're going to look at how enemies make us better. But I believe it's paramount, it's so critical that we begin, first of all, understanding why we actually have enemies. And so I want to look today at the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis. And I want us to get a biblical foundation on some reasons we have enemies. Number one is this in the life of Joseph is we have enemies because of jealousy. Because of jealousy. I want you to notice in Genesis 37 and picking up in verse 3, it says, Now Israel loved Joseph. This is his father. Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. His brothers hated him because his father loved Joseph more than them. His brothers could not even speak a kind word to Joseph. Hey, friends, families were dysfunctional even back in the Bible days, just like they are today. And because of jealousy back in the Bible days, there was drama and there was hatred and betrayal and family members that were bitter enemies and people wanted to kill each other and and at times, they actually did kill each other. You look at the story of Cain and, and Abel. You see, our enemies can come from various places. They can actually come from our family. They can come from friends. They can come from acquaintances. They can even be people we don't know. And jealousy can cause people to hate you. Jealousy because they, 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 they don't. They, they, they don't like what you have, and they're jealous of what you have. And, and in some cases, people actually want what you have. They, they want your friendships. They want your career. They want your finances. They want your job. They, they want your car. They, they want your relationships. They want your family. They, they want your children. They, they, they want what you have. And so they're, they're jealous, and they begin to lash out and try to hurt you. Why do we have enemies? Because of, because of jealousy. Number two is this. Why do we have enemies? Because of our dreams and goals. We have enemies because of our dreams and goals. Notice in Genesis 37 in verse 5, it said, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Joseph had a, a dream, and, and the dream was actually from God, and, and Joseph had a dream that one day he was going to be a leader over his, his family, and his brothers heard the dream, and they, and they hated Joseph because of his dreams and goals and of this inspired dream from God. And it goes on to say about, about his brothers and, and them hating Joseph over the dream. In Genesis 37, verse 19, it says, Here comes that dreamer. They said to each other, Come now, let's kill him. His own brothers wanted to kill him because of his dream. And they said, And throw him into one of these cisterns and, and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. And there are some people that will hate you 
because of your dreams and your goals. There are some people that don't want to see you succeed. There are some people that don't want to see you move forward in life. There are some people that want to see you fail in life. They, they want to, they hate you and try to sabotage your life because of the dreams and the goals that you have for your life. I can remember when, when we started People's Church 14 years ago. And we started in the Quell Springs Mall at the AMC Theater. And I had a pastor friend at the, at the time, was a, a, a good friend of mine. And he was more seasoned in the ministry and in pastoring than I was. So I would call him and get advice and wisdom from him. And, and he would give me good advice and good wisdom and good counsel. And as God began to bless our church and the theater, we began to grow and see lives changed. And God began to add to the church. And, and he was still giving me good advice. And as we continued to grow and God was blessing the church the first couple of years, I, I noticed one time I called him, I asked for wisdom and advice, and he just gave me some crazy advice. I'm thinking, really? Yeah, that's what I would do. I thought, huh, if I do what he tells me to do, I'm going to sabotage our church. People are going to be mad at me. They're going to hate me. They're not going to like me. And he's like, oh, that's what I would do. I mean, you know how many of you think he's having an off day? So I called him, you know, not, I called him back one day, and he began to give me some advice again. And it was horrible advice. It was going to hurt the church. It was going to hurt people's lives. And I began to realize that the guy that I was calling my friend was literally did not want to see the dream and, and, and the goals that we had for people's church, the dream for our life. He did not want to see it come to pass. He was trying to sabotage the dream that God had for our life. He didn't want me to be successful. He didn't want us to move forward as a church. And there are people that if you're not careful, you don't even realize that they're an enemy and they don't want to see your dreams and your goals come to pass. They just want to pull you down. Number three, there's a third reason that we have enemies, and that is this. We have enemies because of selfishness. Selfishness. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery, and he ended up in Egypt working for a leader named Potiphar. And while he was in Potiphar's house working, Potiphar's wife wanted to have an affair with Joseph. She began to make strong advances to, towards Joseph, and he told her no. He ran away from her. Potiphar's wife got, got mad and upset at Joseph, Joseph so, so she falsely accused him of rape. Joseph was thrown into the prison because of this lady who was selfish and full of sin in her heart. And I think we have all had enemies because of someone's selfishness. And because of their sin. Perhaps it was someone who hurt you because, because they wanted to make themselves look good and make you look bad. And it was, it was selfishness. They, they wanted to justify their mistake. And so, so they justified it by pulling you in and trying to make your name look bad. And so they, they're justifying the mistake, selfishness. Or, or they wanted to save face. And so they tried to save face. And, and they, had to, they had to kind of twist the story to make you look bad to save face. And, and because of the selfishness, you were, you were hurt enemies. They, they wanted to cover up their sin. And to cover up their sin, they had to tell this story and get you involved. And, and next thing you know, you're like, what is going on? But, but because of selfishness and sin, they were covering up their, their story. And, and then there are some people that are just wicked. How many of you know just somebody who is just downright just wicked? If you don't raise your hand, I'm going to think it's you. Come on, somebody. Uh, yeah. There are just people that are just wicked. Their heart is just full of evil. And, 
and they just live to try to pull people down, and, and they live to try to, to be hateful and mean, and they cause problems in your life because of selfishness and sin. And what I want us to grasp today is that enemies are unavoidable. Enemies are just a part of life. The goal of this series is not for you to learn how to get rid of all your enemies. That's futile. It's a waste of time because you will have enemies in life. And what I want us to grasp today is this. There's a right way to respond to enemies, and there's a wrong way to respond to enemies. And the key is this. You have to learn to respond to your enemies in the right way. Your response will determine your reward. Your response will determine the reward you receive from your heavenly Father. Your enemy, they cannot stop your success. The enemies that you encounter in life, they may delay your success, but they cannot deny your success. They actually can't stop you. And we get so focused on enemies and start responding in all the wrong ways, thinking our enemies are going to control our life and God's plan for our life. And they cannot stop God's plan for your life. But listen to me, you're in control and your heavenly father's in control and your right response will determine the reward you receive from God. And what I want to do today is I want to give you three right responses to your enemies. Three right responses to enemies. Your response will determine your reward. Number one is this. Get better, not bitter. Get better, not bitter. Joseph is just a fascinating man in the, in the Bible. And his, his brothers, the Bible says, hated him. Wanted to kill him. And then sold him. And you never see Joseph getting bitter. Then Joseph ends up in a man named Potiphar's house. He's in a foreign land working for this man. And you never see Joseph getting bitter. I mean, read his life. It's really interesting. Then he's falsely accused of rape and thrown in the prison. He gets in the prison. And you never see Joseph being bitter. And so many people just get bitter when they encounter enemies. And they, they get bitter and they just respond in all the wrong ways because bitterness is just a wrong response to enemies. Bitterness will not lead to God's blessings. And bitterness is easy to spot for everybody else except for the person that has it. Bitterness is easy to spot. People who are bitter, they, they develop a hard and cold heart. You ever know somebody, perhaps yourself, that just gets cold and hard towards people? Hadn't always been that way. Bitterness. Bitter people, they start hating people instead of loving people. You start seeing their hate towards people grow and love decrease. Bitterness. Bitter people are mean and they lash out. You know, one of the, the things you can always see about bitter people is they, they want to get even. That's where some of you are today is, is you want to just get even and, and bitterness has gripped your heart. People that are bitter, they have a bad attitude, they're, they're rude, they're, they're always complaining. Bitter people, always complaining. And you don't understand what they've done, you don't know what I've been through, you know what they did, you know what they did, you know what they said, you know what they did, you know what they did, you know what they said, you know what they said, you know what they did, you know what they did, you know where I'm where I'm you know where I'm where I'm at because what they did, what they said, what they said, what they did, what they did, what they said, what they did. You don't understand what you don't understand what they did, what they said. Always complaining. They're always blaming others. This is victim mentality. This victim. Oh, you don't get it. You don't understand I'm a victim. And they just have a victim mentality. And here's what I want you to grasp. We all deal with enemies. And it's your choice. You can either, either choose to become better 
or bitter. The choice is yours, and your response will determine your reward. And I want to encourage you today, choose to get better. You say, Pastor, how do I get better? When you're dealing with your enemy, let your enemy cause you to get closer to God. Let it cause you to pursue God more. Don't start drifting from God. Come on, get in his word more. Start reading the Bible more. Start praying more. Start worshiping more. Get to church every week. Come on, seek God. Get in a small group, serve. I mean, I'm just telling you, let your enemies cause you to seek God more. That's getting better, not bitter. You know what I would encourage you about, about your enemies, how to get better, is develop thick skin. Get thick skin, but keep a tender heart. Come on, some of you got thin skin. Oh, 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 let me go on Facebook and see what they're saying about me. Oh. Who cares what they say? What? I just want to see though. I got to look. Oh. Listen, you got to listen. You will be talked about. You will be lied on. You have to learn to develop thick skin but keep a tender heart so that you have a tender heart towards people and you can still trust people and love people and believe in people. Get better, not bitter. You know another way to get better is learn from your enemies. Now, don't do what they do. You're just stooping down to their level. But learn from your enemies. Learn from the situation. Learn from what you're going through. Learn from what they're doing. Learn, just make, in your mind, make up your mind. I'm going to learn from my enemies and from these situations. I'm going to get better, not bitter. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm, I'm going to get better. I'm not retaliating. I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be a victor. I, I trust Jesus with my future. I trust Jesus. I don't care about my enemy. I trust Jesus about my future. I trust him. I'm not going to become a victim because somebody attacked me. You got to get better, not bitter. Better, not bitter. Better, not bitter. Number two is this, a right response to enemies. Number two is work, don't worry. Work, don't worry. Let, let's look at Joseph. In Genesis chapter 39 and verse 3, it says, When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to, everything, to, entrusted to his care everything he owned. It's powerful. When Joseph was sold by his brothers, he found himself in Potiphar's house as a servant. And I want you to just notice as you read the story and read it this week, you never see Joseph saying, this is unfair. I mean, read the story. It's powerful. You never see Joseph saying, I shouldn't even be in this country. My brothers are still at home with dad, and they're living the good life, and I'm in this stranger's house. My life stinks. I'm just going to mope around every day, complain, be sad and lazy. Friends, that was not Joseph's response at all. He didn't worry. He worked. He was faithful right where he was. He took care of business right where he was. He gave his best effort in Potiphar's home right where he was. He worked with all of his heart unto the Lord right where he was. You know what Joseph decided? Joseph decided right where I am, I'm going to prosper where I'm planted. Right where I am. And he, he worked, not worry. And, and, and then I want you to notice when he gets to the prison, in Genesis 39, verse 22, it says, So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible. I mean, he's, he's, he's elevating. He's getting influence, even in the prison, for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph, and he gave him success in whatever he did, whatever he did. 
Joseph was falsely accused of rape. And what does he do? The same thing he did in Potiphar's house. He said, I'm going to work and not worry. I'm not going to spend all my time worrying about Miss Potiphar's wife, Potiphar's wife and what she's doing to the enemy. I can't believe things are going so well for her. And look at me. She got me in this prison, and I'm just, I don't understand what's going on. I'm not going to worry about her. Right where I am, I'm going to work and be faithful to God. Right where I am, I'm going to prosper where I'm planted. Right where I am, I'm going to give my best right where I am. I'm going to work with all of my heart unto the Lord right where I am. And you know what some of you need to do today? You have to stop worrying about your enemy. You're so, you're so concerned about your enemy. You're so focused on them and what they're doing. And, oh, I can't believe it. They got a car. Oh, did they? They got a job. No, they didn't. And you're so, you're so worried about your enemy. He's watching all they're doing. And look, I can't believe it. And you're so worried about your... Joseph wasn't worried about his enemy. Stop worrying about what they did. Stop, stop, stop trying to get even. Stop trying to retaliate. Stop trying to defend yourself. Stop complaining about where you are in life. And make up in your mind, God controls my destiny. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to work. I'm going to be faithful right where I am. I'm going to honor God right where I am. I'm going to give my very best effort right where I am. Work, don't worry. Work, don't worry. Work, don't worry. Two right responses to, bitter, to, 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 to enemies. Get better, not bitter. Work, don't worry. And number three is this. Number three is this. This is huge. This is huge. Stay rewardable. Stay rewardable. Here's what we've learned today. I want to just give a quick review before I dive into this point. It's so, it's so critical for the success of your life. First, we've learned today that we will all have enemies. We're all going to have enemies. We've learned that there's a wrong way and a right way to respond to enemies. If we respond in the, in the wrong way to our enemies, it will hinder God's blessing in our life. If we learn to respond in the right way to our enemies, it actually positions us to be rewarded by God. And so we've learned that the choice is yours. It's your choice. We all have enemies. It's your choice. Your response will determine your reward. And friends, can I tell you, if you learn to respond in the right way, just watch what God does in your life. Just watch. Let, let me just quickly show you how God works in Joseph's life. Notice in Genesis chapter 39 and verse 2. I'm going to read it to you, but there's just a fresh perspective I want to bring out here. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. You know one of the phrases that you see over and over again when Joseph is going through these trials and attacks from enemies? is The phrase was, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. In Potiphar's house, the, the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. The Lord was with Joseph. You know, in our minds, don't you think about if the Lord is with Joseph, he wouldn't be in Potiphar's house. <laughs> I mean, if the Lord was with Joseph, he, would, he wouldn't be in prison. But the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. And sometimes, you're, you know, you're thinking to yourself, man, and God, if, you, if you're with me and I, I'm in the prison, if you're with me, I get sold into slavery. I, go be with somebody else. Man, the Lord is with me. You don't feel like the Lord is with me. But I want you to understand, when you respond the right way to enemies, the Lord is with you. The Lord was with Joseph, and the Bible says this, so that he prospered, he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, can I say, can I say that again? Let me show it. His master saw that the Lord was with him. Friends, when you respond in the right way, God's hand can be so heavy on your life 
that other people around notice it. The Lord is with them. The Lord is with them. And it says this, was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. You see, if you respond in the right way, God will be with you. God will prosper you and give you favor even in Potiphar's house. I'm talking to somebody right now. Your enemies are attacking. You don't like what's going on. But I'm telling you, if you will learn to respond in the right way, God will be with you and he will give you success at your job. I know you don't like what's happening, but God will give you success in favor. God will give you success in the company. God, God will give you success in the city. God, God will give you success in your school. God will give you success in the neighborhood. God will give you success even with people you don't even know. If you just learn to respond in the right way, God will bless you. Your enemy thinks that they're going to destroy your life, but God has the ability to prosper you and give you success right where you are. But your response will determine your reward. Let's look at the prison in Genesis 39 and verse 21. It says, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all of those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. You see, Potiphar's wife thought she was destroying Joseph's life. She thought, I'm going to show you, son. I'm going to show you. Watch. I'm going to accuse you of something. You're going to get thrown in the prison. I'm going to wreck your life. I'm going to ruin your life. She thought she had Joseph right where she wanted him. His life was ruined, and Joseph just responded in the right way. He was faithful to God in the prison. He didn't get bitter. He got better. He, got, he didn't worry. He worked. And you know what the Bible says? God began to favor Joseph. God was with Joseph, and Joseph began to prosper right in the prison. God began to bless Joseph right in the prison. Friends, can I tell you, if you don't know the story, the Bible says that Joseph, when his enemy thought he was, she was destroying his life, that God took Joseph from the prison and brought him to the palace. Because Joseph responded right to his enemies, God promoted Joseph to become the vice president of Egypt, if you're not familiar with the story, he went from the prison to the palace because your response will determine your reward. And some of you got your eyes on your enemy and you think your enemy controls your life and they don't. Your response will determine your reward. Your enemy can't stop God's plan. Your enemy can't stop God's destiny for your life. They may delay your success, but they cannot deny your success. You may end up in prison because of your enemy, but if you honor God right where you are, he knows how to turn your season around. Hear me today. God knows right where you are. And if you'll learn to respond right to God and to your enemies, your reward will be determined by your response. Hear your pastor today. Some of you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because you're responding in the wrong ways. You're mean, you're hateful, you're nasty, you're getting even, you got an attitude, you're always whining, you're always negative, you're retaliating, you got a nasty spirit, a nasty attitude, you're responding in all the wrong ways. We all deal with enemies. Your response will determine your reward. God can take you from the prison to the palace, but only when you learn 
to respond in the right way to your enemies.